Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, hello, welcome along. This is episode number 62 of the Influence Podcast. And today I am interviewing online business owner, speaker, serial entrepreneur, and co-founder of Financial Freedom. And uh, that's that's F-U-N, Financial Freedom. And Chris will tell us that a few times through the episode, Chris Farrell. Um, now, Chris and I, well, I, I won't say too much now about how we met because Chris will talk about that and we talk about that in the episode. Um, he is far and away one of the most respected and successful online marketers, online business owners in the industry, without any doubt at all. He's he's actually won awards. He's been voted the number one internet marketing coach, and his program, Internet Marketing Coach, uh, the number one internet marketing coach program uh, by IM Report Card, which is quite incredible. It really, really is. And and as soon as you hear his, if you've not heard of Chris before, if you're not familiar with Chris, as soon as you hear him speak, and you get into the conversation, you will understand why. Um, he delivers, over-delivers, and over-delivers some more with his audience, with his clients, and it's impossible not to like him. Um, his So his, his training programs, his, his products, his websites, they've already helped tens of thousands of people create and grow their own online business. He's been in this space for a long time, and therefore, I, I mean, there's no doubt then that, that you can kind of tell that that comes across, but he is extremely experienced in this space. Um, he's worked with and spoken on stage. Take a listen to some of these names. Brian Tracy, uh, the late Dr. Stephen Covey, uh, who we talk about in this episode as well. And I mentioned, I think, right back in the very first episode. Gary Vaynerchuk, um, becoming more and more of a household name. Robert Cialdini, um, amongst many things, the writer of the book Influence, uh, which, again, I've got close ties to uh, with the, the same name as the podcast. Um, Damon John and T. Harvecker. All right. Now they are absolute heavyweights in their industries and he has spoken on stage and worked alongside them and many, many others. Uh, Chris is originally from England. He has a background in broadcasting and you will be able to tell that as well um, through, again, just through his delivery on the podcast. It's, it's, it's one of the most enjoyable episodes that I've done. You can probably tell uh, as we as we get in there, it's it's and and the thing that's great about that that Chris does particularly well, and I think this comes from his broadcasting background, is he engages me uh, a lot. So there's a lot of back and forth in this conversation, um, and uh, and and I do trust that it's very very enjoyable. Uh, listen as well. 
Now, of course, the main focus that, we're, that he's here to talk about and the, the main area that he's now focused on is with this new program, this new foundation um, and this, this new company, Financial Freedom, F-U-N, Financial Freedom. And he's running this and setting this up and launching this with co-founder Paul Omani. The whole premise of financial freedom is that it aims to impact a billion children and teenagers worldwide by teaching them to become financially smart. That is a hugely ambitious goal. But when you listen to, to Chris speak and you know the type of people that he's already worked with and spoken on stage with and, and the fact that he's working now with Paul O'Mani, you get a really, really good feel that he is going to be achieving that goal and he's going to have a real, real impact on the world, on the planet with this program, Financial Freedom. Um, we, we, we dive in and out. We, it's a very open conversation. We, we, we move around that area of, of finance, finance for children, uh, for adults as well. You know, um, why specifically for children and why we're going to be focusing on that area. We also dive in a little bit to his own personal growth and personal development, why he does what he does. Um, but I just think, and, and I know this will come across as soon as we get started, that this is just a really engaging conversation from start to finish. Um, I do trust that you enjoy this. I'm sure that you will. And if you are sat there at home now, either as a parent, as an auntie, uncle, as a grandparent, maybe you know, you, you know you have um, children, teenagers, or you, you know them close to you in the family, um, then this idea of financial freedom, empowering children, teens to become financially smart, financially educated and aware um, is really, really appealing. So let's do it. Let's dive in. I do trust that you enjoy and I do hope that you enjoy this conversation with Chris Farrell, the founder and co-founder, I should say, of Financial Freedom. Okay, Chris, uh, I am really excited to have you on the Influence podcast. I've never seen anybody <laughs> react like that before. <laughs> Welcome, Chris, to the Influence no. podcast. Jakey boy, I'm really thrilled to be here and hello to all the Influence listeners as well. I've listened, as you might know, I've listened to you since episode one and I know we've known each other for a while as well, but it's a, it's a thrill to be invited. So thank you for inviting me here. I'm absolutely honoured to be here, Jake. Amazing. Thank you. And it's nice to have a guest come on and say that they've been listening to the podcast previously. Um, I really so have, but I remember traveling before the whole craziness in, I think you might remember this, in Peru of all places last year, end of last yeah. year listening to your podcast in the Amazon jungle. Can you wow. believe? Wow. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm blown away. I didn't know that influence could get that far, but um, there you go. obviously so, obviously so. Well, thank you there for you that. Um, cool. And that, I mean, I, so the, I guess just, just carrying on with that theme. Um, I remember when we, I first launched the podcast and I was quite nervous about you listening to it. Um, oh, you specifically, right? Because really, there's a reason behind that. Because you're a bit of a pro in this area. Would Would you mind just just for people that are listening, give a bit of background, a, a bit a little bit about you and um, and and your kind of expertise in this kind of um, forum, I guess. That's well. Firstly, that's extremely. I wasn't expecting you to say anything like that. It's very nice of you to even say. But um, long story short, my background is essentially in broadcasting and presenting and. TV presenting and radio presenting and communication, if you like. And of course, podcasting is a natural extension of that. So for years, I worked in, in the UK. It was at the, uh, well, it, it was the number one radio station, still is in London. I did the mid-morning drive show. So it was conversation and chat and fun and, you know, having guests in and all that sort of stuff. So I've always been, much like you, Jake, I've always been interested in communication, good communicators, good orators, people with good tones of voice and intonation and inflection and use of language and words and vocabulary. So um, I've just, I remember at school, like just enjoying English lessons 
lessons. I've always enjoyed, I think we all secretly have this, uh, this passion for good storytellers. I mean, if you think yeah. about our reptilian brain, it's, that's been built in from when we used to sit around campfires and tell stories and draw paintings on walls back in the day. So there's no reason to think that that wouldn't change, you know, two, 3,000 years later. But essentially, to answer your question, that was my background in broadcasting radio and, and TV. And, uh, and um, yeah, and now in the kind of the whole crazy online world. Absolutely. Well, a little bit, I guess it's probably useful as well, just to give a bit of background about how we met. Um, I was, I, I was particularly excited. I think the first time that we met, I, you were, you were speaking at an event and you were speaking on stage. Um, uh, obviously a common contact of ours, uh, Paul, Paul Omani, uh, who's also uh, appearing on the podcast. Um, he introduced us and you came, you, you spoke um, on stage to, to, to an audience. And I think at the time it was actually on the topic of recurring income so uh, around online marketing and, and recurring income and such but it's been quite a quite a, a journey since then hasn't it because you've you've really sort of developed that over the past few years and not necessarily that area but moved into other areas as well do you want to sort of tell us a little bit more about that well yes yeah, so um i i essentially i moved to america in 2008 uh because of a girl there's always a girl isn't there at the root of every good story, as there should be, quite frankly, as there should be. So I moved to America because of a girl and uh, kind of found myself thinking, I'm not doing radio anymore. I need to kind of reinvent. I've always admired and liked people that, that pivot and, you know, reinvent themselves and try new stuff. Isn't that really what life is all about? I remember one of my favorite books is called The Five Regrets of the Dying. I think we've spoken about this book, Jake. We know? have. Yeah, I think we have. And the, the number one regret of the dying. And if we're smart, we should learn from the foot of older people. The number one regret of the dying, even at their deathbed, is, is many old people say, I regret not having lived a life true to myself. In other words, not having had the courage to try something new. And of course, it's scary trying anything new. Of course, it is. That's what, that's what fear is. I think well, actually we are built for comfort. That's what humans are. But, you know, it's only through discomfort that we grow and evolve. But anyway, my point is, therefore, I came to America, had to, had to learn something new. I wasn't doing radio anymore and I was interested like a lot of your listeners I'm sure in, in this whole online thing and online business really studied it and worked hard for a few years and and ended up doing quite well but I did really hustle for those few years and as a result of that met lots of people including this chap Paul that you just mentioned and um, kind of it, it transpired that um, Paul and I became good, good buddies and we had always looked for an opportunity to work together and in about 2014 he he was starting thinking about trying to teach children and teens um, business skills, entrepreneurship, because it's yeah. really that next generation that we need to kind of really embrace and encourage. And that kind of brings us on to where we are today. One of the, the main things that I now do is um, I'm the co-founder of a company called Financial, not financial, financial, putting the fun in finance. And uh, you're involved in this business as well, Jake, as well. And really our overriding goal well, really, our overriding goal is to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives, which I agree can sound a bit of a grand statement. But to get a bit more kind of granular and specific, we start by encouraging children and teens to lead extraordinary lives by getting a grip on their finances, by yeah. becoming financially smart, because... I don't know if you agree, Jake, well, I'm sure, well I, I, we've had this conversation before, so I know that you do, but that's the one thing that's not taught in schools. In fact, I think there are two things that are not taught in schools. One is mental health, yeah. another subject matter, which I'm equally yeah. as passionate about, and I've talked about that forever, and you and I have spoken about that on many occasions. And secondly, financial literacy. You know, we are not taught as kids how to be financially smart. And most parents don't feel that they have the skill set to teach their children how to do something they feel that they're not doing. So what happens? 
nothing. Reminds me of that saying, we repeat what we don't repair. And generation to generation will continually carry on without this being addressed. So I saw an opportunity along with Paul to kind of try and hopefully kind of shift this, this, this uh, mental um, block, if you like, and teach financial literacy in a fun way. Because the challenge is... Um, there's so many people that will teach anything, particularly online, but I, 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 I get driven insane by how dull most of it is. And that's why we call the company Financial, because we want to keep it fun. And so, so really, that's our mission, to teach financial literacy to children and teens. And it's really beginning to take off globally. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. And uh, we're still in the, you know, the, still on the starting blocks. We've been going for like two and a half years now, still kind of in the embryonic stage, if you like. But I feel that we're about to springboard and we're looking at launching in different countries and all yeah. that sort of stuff so it's a long way to go but um it's certainly an exciting journey so far absolutely absolutely I, I i remember i mean the first time i met paul was four years ago and he he was already talking about this kind of thing and and um financial financial awareness increasing that for children and with my background as a teacher i said that this is something i definitely want to be involved in you know to have the opportunity to do that and first time you heard about it then i'm interested like literally the first time you heard the word financial was there something in you that thought i'd like to explore this further absolutely yeah absolutely because it's the the thing that i um i, I love this I'm, I'm interviewing you but you're interviewing me here um, <laughs> sorry very clever chris i like it <laughs> you, <laughs> no, you busted good. me as well i did the old uh, double flip thing yeah no it's all good it's the the thing i guess this this kind of comes into into business as well in later life but that i when I was teaching, I loved teaching. The teaching element I absolutely loved. The, you know, there's other things around it and the politics and the paperwork and the hoops that you jump through, all this kind of thing is, is less enjoyable. But the actual teaching itself is fantastic. Right. I was never overly passionate or excited by or really inspired by the topic and the subject that I taught, which was French and Spanish. Um, okay. That's very open of you. For a number of different reasons, but I, it just it didn't light me up. And, and Sure. The circumstances that I was teaching in, it, it, the, the teaching program that I did was inner city schools, um, I it, it regarded as being in a, in a challenging, I mean, every school is in a challenging situation, but challenging schools, inner city schools, where the situation perhaps at home um, isn't, isn't, isn't perfect, so okay, nobody's situation at home, but, but you know, the, the economic area may be a little bit uh, more challenging than, than other areas of the country. And for me to go in and when there's all these other issues and challenges that students have and children have at home to be trying to teach French and Spanish when I just didn't feel that it was ever going to be used. Sure. And you might say, well, Jake, it's aspirational. We want to give them aspiration to go and do this. Well, perhaps, but mm, I hear the, thing you. That, the thing that I love about the, 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 the money and coming back to, to financial freedom is to fund financial freedom is, um, <laughs> is, is the fact that it is, it's practical, it's real life. And you can genuinely see that if you get these specific things right, it is, it's, it's going to have a lasting impact for people. And you know, it's funny. And we, you you just remind chat, right? Sorry. Sorry, Jay. No, that's good. I didn't mean, to, didn't mean to talk over the end of you there. I apologize. But you just reminded me of something. I gave a talk just before the whole craziness of the lockdown took place in, I think it was in London. And um, I, the thing I remember the most about it was um, I, I missed my lunch break, uh, which sounds a weird thing to say, but the only reason is because there was a line of teens wanting to speak to me. And I could see it, Jake, in their eyes, this passion, this hunger, this desire to make something better out of their life. I know it sounds a bit cliche, but I could see it, but I could equally see they didn't really have this outlet in life to sort of share. They're almost kind of almost a little bit embarrassed about the fact that they wanted to do this thing, but yeah. their environment around them didn't support 
support them at home. There was nothing to support them. And, and you could see that there was this fire of desire, this entrepreneurship thing that was just waiting to be sort of nurtured and says, do you know what? Yes, you, you can do it. I'm always reminded of something Brian Tracy said. He said, all skills are learnable. I love that because if we want to learn, you know, if we were having a conversation now about learning, I don't know, how to speak Spanish, let's say, that you used to teach or how to code or how to play basketball or how to play the guitar, we would obviously know and everybody listening on the Influence podcast would know that you'd have to, you know, that's a skill that can learn, that you can learn. Yet, for some reason, when it comes to financial literacy, many people think, oh, I, I don't know what to do, I can't learn it. It's just a skill, like any skill, which yeah. means it can be learned, which means there are principles if we spend a bit of time learning them, particularly if they're div- delivered in an interesting and an entertaining and an engaging manner, make it easy for the, for the consumer to consume. And then if we start to implement these and build upon them one after the other, we start to see results. Yes. So uh, I completely agree with what you are saying. Yeah, yeah. I know because you are such a, a well-learned man, if that's the, the right phrase, that, that you will continually drop in sort of quotes and, and nuggets of gold from readings and trainings and oh. people that you've, you've picked up from. But Brian, I'm, I'm sure you've seen Brian Tracy a few times, but um, if, any, if people are listening, they haven't seen Brian Tracy speak, just uh, incredible. I, an, another level when I saw him speak. Um, another yeah, level. A very quick story, 30 seconds story about Brian Tracy. So yeah. Brian Tracy is probably one of America's most, you know, foremost business leaders let's say and for years he used to release his products on cd and cassette back in the day and a friend of mine when he was a kid his parents would listen to brian tracy and therefore as a kid he would have a memory of brian tracy's voice as he would fall to bed every night for years when he's like 10 11 12 years old fast forward 20 years he gets invited to a brian tracy event he sits right at the front very excited brian tracy starts speaking on stage and then he has this subliminal feeling of subconscious feeling rather when he was a kid of hearing this voice that was sending him to sleep. And my friend falls to sleep in the front row in a Brian Tracy <laughs> talk. Not because it was boring, because it was like, I'm so used to this reminding me it's time to go to sleep from being a kid. Yeah. And he was like, he's my hero. And I'm in the front row. He can see me. And I'm like snoring. It's amazing. Embarrassing. <laughs> he's, a, 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 yeah, he's a fantastic, fantastic speaker. And um, very, 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 just, just so much to learn from him. Um, so Chris, let's, let's, let's continue down this, this, this financial element because cool. you've, you, you were speaking in, uh, London, you mentioned earlier, and I, I was very fortunate. I think I've mentioned this on previous episodes when both, uh, Paul and, and you were unable to, to take an event, a huge event, um, in South Africa, yes. um, last summer, uh, I had the opportunity to go out there and speak. There was 55,000 children at this event and had, I had the opportunity to go and speak on behalf of financial at this event, but it was, it, I, I literally was dropped in the last minute to do it, but it, you, you and Paul are the driving force behind it. So t- could you just tell a little bit about, give a bit of context to that because 55,000 children mm. in Johannesburg attending this event is that's another level like that fills a football stadium. Right. So how, well, did you, how did you get into this position to be, to be able to impact so many people in such a short space of time? Well, doesn't it just to zoom out a little bit, isn't it fascinating? If we look at the basic law of, you know, business, basic law of economics, it's supply and demand, you know, I mean, I'm going to sum up very, you know, tritely almost, but you know, if you supply something, whether it's a product or a service and there's a demand for it, essentially you will do well, basic law of business. Yeah. Well, my point being, isn't it interesting that, that, you know, we did this event in, 
South Africa, which is arguably a very difficult climate, particularly at the moment. And yet there was this demand for this information, this hunger, as I talked about uh, from what I saw in London. So really what it says to me is this, is this is universal. The reason we chose South Africa, incidentally, is we just aligned with a charity that was already based there that had the infrastructure of, you know, hiring the venue, all that sort of logistical stuff. Yeah. So that, that's why. And also, it, you know, being perfectly transparent, it was the first time we've really kind of dipped our toe into this bigger area of wanting to put on events and hopefully impact children and teens. So we sort of wanted to sort of see how can we do it in somewhere maybe that isn't, again, arguably not quite in the spotlight as London or Los Angeles, which is where I live, before we roll it out. Yeah. But that's how, it, that's how it started. We realised that we wanted to, well, we really realised we wanted to have a foundation because one of the things that we teach in financial is the importance of impact, is the importance of tithing, is the importance of giving back, the importance of not living in a scarcity mindset. Again, it sounds a little bit cliche, but I'm a true believer that the way that you look at things is essentially how those things materialize in your life. So we, we want to encourage one of the many things we teach is not to be like thinking in a scarcity mindset, as I just said. No. So um, it was, it was, it was fascinating for us. And you obviously were there firsthand to experience it, to be in this environment where we could see again, this hunger in people's eyes that this is something that they, a are interested in and B kind of want to know more about. So yeah. that's sort of how it all came to be. And, Obviously, the pandemic now has changed everything for everybody regarding live events. So we kind of had to put them on, on hold. But the, the, the plan is to roll financial out to different territories around, around the world. And then we're speaking to Elon Musk about whether we can do the first one on Mars as well. But he hasn't got back to me. <laughs> really annoying. I thought Elon would get back to me quick, but he hasn't. But anyway. Has he not yet? No. <laughs> annoying, right? I'm sure he exactly. will. I'm sure he will. I hope so. Yeah. Particularly when he hears this episode. <laughs> well it gets as far as the amazon jungle right so i'm sure he's well yeah just do it as well um, there you go so but that, that I, that's the just on a, on a serious note that that is the the beauty of this 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 uh, i guess business is is is, is the, the word for it uh, correct me if it if, if it not but just this this vision if you like it's probably a better yeah, vision of, mission yeah that, yeah of, of financial is that it's applicable in every part of the world right it's not just uk or us it's 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 literally applicable in every part of the world in 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 so many countries across the planet would that would that be fair to say that, that is exactly fair to say and and just to kind of expand upon your your comment as well our bigger goal as i mentioned earlier and i want to be really clear careful how i explain this because our bigger goal is to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives now what does that actually mean you know i don't sound like i'm quoting some some fortune cookie thing here that just sounds nice and sounds pretty you know anybody can i'm a big fan i know you are as well of like of 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 what we say essentially doesn't matter it's what we do that counts you know a man's real character is defined by his actions by what he does it's very easy particularly in social media world to say something and get loads of likes and whatever but that means nothing i don't i don't care what anybody says about anything i really don't i'm like you know what words mean nothing you have to back it up with action so my, my point is our, our action is if we really want to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives what does that actually mean i don't just want to say it so it sounds nice on a podcast with yourself or it's uh, what does it actually mean and what it actually means is identifying the areas of life and there's about eight to ten different areas of life depending on how you kind of break them down and identifying those and finding what your if you like your values are in each of those and then trying ideally to do something in life in each of those areas that is aligned to your values now i know one of your previous guests the great john Martini, talks all about this this essential thing yeah. and, and we're kind of we're kind of using that idea 
to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives. So just to kind of be really clear on what I'm, what I'm fumbling to say here a little bit is we start by focusing on finance. Why? Because that's tangible. That's something you can see in your bank account. You can see a result. If you do A, B and C and you get D, you can actually see it, whether it's euros, dollars, pounds, whatever. It's something that is tangible and a child or a teen can see, wow, this company financial helped me set up a small, let's say side hustle, small business. It made me, you know, it's making me a hundred dollars a month through something I run through an app on a phone. So there's a tangible result here. Now here's the thing, Jake, when a child or a teen or even an adult really sees a tangible result of some of their efforts. It's not about the money anymore. The increase in self-esteem, the increase in self-confidence. I mean, when I started online in my early thirties and when I made my first dollar, it wasn't even the money. It was like, gosh, I feel kind of a bit more confident now that I can actually do this. Yeah. That's really what we are focusing on. Yeah. which is why when I say our goal is to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives, note there's no mention of money in there. Now, again, just to reiterate, we do start with the finance because that's, we need to start somewhere. Yeah. But once we, once we allow children and teens to start maybe thinking for the first time in their life differently about finance, then what happens? Well, then they're probably going to start to pay attention to their, to their health. And then what happens? Well, they're probably then going to start pay attention to their relationships in life you don't know the upper limits to people's strength when they start to identify this and you don't know the, the impacts everybody talks about you know wanting to change the world i'm always slightly wary of people that say things like that it's a nice again sweeping statement to say on facebook but let's be practical most people you're not going to change the world and that's okay but you can change your immediate dynamics of your family setup, maybe even your community as well. So don't try and start with these grand visions because they sound great to post. Let's start you know, improving our finances, which is probably gonna affect your health, which is probably gonna affect your relationships, which is probably gonna affect your self-esteem. And then you can start giving impact in your immediate community or your, your family or your dynamics or your relationships, yeah. or your church group or your scout group or your football team or whatever sort of society you're a member of. So yeah. that's really kind of our our goal to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives. I love it. Thank you. Um, Chris, what, based on that then, and, and we're going to talk about the, the delivery method and, and people will be listening like, okay, how does this actually, how is it delivered? Is it, is it session? Sure. Is it live? Is it, is it all from stage? How, how is this? So we'll talk about that shortly, but what do you find are the biggest myths or misconceptions or, um, so, be, false beliefs, if you like, that hold. And I guess it's not even children back because it, it, oh. it probably initially starts with the parents and the adults, right? Definitely. So, what, Definitely. what what are some of these limiting beliefs or um, myths that people kind of think, oh, I, I can do do it this way, or I don't need to do that, or I should do that, but when actually it's it's not all these things are necessarily you know don't believe everything you think that kind of thing. So, what are some of those major things? Do you think this is a great question? I feel like I'm speaking with the next, the future Larry King. You know, you know, like he's like 90. He's going to be retiring soon. I'm just saying, Jake, they can do with maybe an English guy. Though. <laughs> throwing it out there, bud. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> um, and uh, you, wear, you look good wearing braces as well. He always wears braces, doesn't he? They call them suspenders over here. Although suspenders is a totally different thing in England. Anyway, we're going off topic here. <laughs> Way off topic. Uh, bring it back. Bring exactly. it back. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. The number one myth. Brilliant question. Well, I can tell you straight off the bat, um, a, a huge common myth, and I'd be interested to know if, if uh, many of the influenced listeners right now have thought this as well. And the myth is that you, you well, 
here's, here's my comment. You cannot earn your way to wealth. Let me just say that again. You cannot earn your way to wealth. Here's what most people think. Most people think they'll get a job and they'll earn as much as they can. And that will essentially, you know, make them wealthy. Well, how's that going for you? The reality is it's not going to work. Now, of course, let me just quickly clarify with anything in life. Obviously, there's always exceptions to every rule. You know, Malcolm Gladwell writes in his book, Outliers, about this very thing. There's always exceptions to any rule, of course. Generally, though, you are not going to earn your way to wealth. You might do very well in a company, possibly, and maybe be comfortable. But the average 65-year-old, 1% 1% of the average 65-year-old is wealthy, 1%. 4% are comfortable. I can't remember the exact breakdown. It's something like 23% have passed away, but something scary like two-thirds are still working or relying on the government or relying on family. So you're not, my point is you're not going to earn your way to wealth. So once we finally understand this, and this is why we are really focusing on children and teens, because, of course, they've got time on their side. Once yeah. we understand that you're not going to earn your way to wealth, what does that actually mean? What that actually means is... Nothing wrong with getting a job. Let's, let's make sure I'm being crystal clear about that. I'm not saying don't get a job. What I am saying is don't rely on that job. Don't stay in that job forever. I mean, the statistics anyway speak otherwise. One in two people, one in two people, one in two listeners right now, the Influence Podcast will be doing a different job in two years from now. One in two. This has never happened before in our lifetime. You know, getting a job for life obviously doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So we encourage children and teens to start thinking about start with a job, But eventually you want to kind of, if you like, climb this ladder and eventually you want to create your own business and have people working for you. And again, for many, that is something that is scary, something I don't know how to do that. I'm not sure I have a job and have X amount of income coming every month. It's like start with that. Fine. And, but then maybe even keep that, but then have a side hustle. This is one thing we teach children and teens from a very early age, to have a side hustle. The barrier to entry to having your own business these days could not be lower. You can run an entire business on your cell phone. There's yeah. apps like Macari and Depop and even eBay, you know, to go a bit more old-fashioned. You can sell jewellery and clothes that you, that you no longer wear completely from your phone. So, again, we're just encouraging children and teens to start thinking a little bit differently. So that's really the number one piece of advice I would share is that you cannot earn your way to wealth. You're never going to earn your way to wealth. You need to have a side hustle. And if you're listening right now and you're just depending on a job, you might want to think about that because as I say, one in two people, particularly with the current climate, particularly with COVID, everything's changing. Will the world go back to everybody commuting into a big office block? I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think in 100 years' time, in history lessons in school, history teachers would be saying, do you know, it's only 100 years ago that people would jump in a car, they jump on a train, and they go to an office, and they work and they come back again. And kids would be like, what? How about all that wasted time? They'd be like, I know, but that's how it was. (laughs) So everything is changing. The only constant in life is change. Once we get comfortable with embracing that. So that's the one thing I would say, you're not going to earn your way to wealth. You need, and if you're driving, if you're in the gym, if you're making food at home in your kitchen right now and you're listening to the Influence podcast, just think about that. Is there something that you could explore? Having a side hustle, creating something on Etsy, having a skill or a product or a service that you sell on Fiverr, creating an online course. There's infinite opportunities out there, but you need to start thinking like that. And of course, children and teens have the advantage over you and I that they have more time. So that's one thing that we teach children and teens kind of from almost the word go once they, once they come on board financial. I love it. I love it. It, it reminds me of, uh, I saw a, a, a picture online somewhere um, a, a couple of weeks ago and it was 
almost in the same vein, not quite, but it had a picture of two tables. And one of the tables had one single leg in the middle that supported the whole weight of the table. And the other had four legs. And the idea being that if one of these legs gets cut away, cut, cut away, sorry, then the, the table, the, the second table has still got three legs holding it up. But the other one, which has this one and leg, as soon as that's cut away, there's yeah. nothing left, right? Yeah. And, and this is, I, I, I put myself in, the, in this bracket from, I've, I've, and I apologize to people that are listening when, when I've kind of reeled this off almost every time that I have this conversation. But when I was teaching, eight years of teaching, both my parents are teachers, five of my aunties and uncles, uh, five out of the six aunties and uncles were teachers. I was very much going to be a teacher. And, and it, it, for me, it was just being a teacher for 40 years and then you retire and, and, and you'll get taken care of. By, Do you remember thinking that? Oh God, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, for sure. And so, so it it just wasn't in my awareness, and I don't I don't think that that's my fault. I don't think that's anybody's fault necessarily. No. It just wasn't it's in environment. my environment. And and so, the, the to be able to then empower people and show them, well, actually, there is even just this other way about like saving or investing, or maybe there is an opportunity for a separate income here, there, and as you say, it's never been an easier time to do that just those types of analogies such as the table like the table still stands if there are three other income streams yeah. three other income streams or five other income streams coming in yes they may be affected by time such as now um and, and the, the covid situation but it still gives you that higher level of stability um so so chris what what um for, for people because you've talked kind of a little bit about this this idea of um other income streams once it, let, let's say on the assumption that, that people are kind of aware of that already yeah okay get the idea of other income streams and things taking that one step further either with the money that's already coming in now from their business from their job maybe from another avenue as well when you're working either with adults or let's say children and teens are there some strategies about how people can manage their money effectively once it's coming in because it's it that, that phrase once you what you have to remind me um when you know how to manage your money, manage you get money. more you money, more to, money manage, to manage. Right? Yeah. yeah, thank you. So, that's a great expression. Yeah. How do you, how do you kind of talk people through, or teach people through, or what methods are taught under financial about, say, say um, money management? Well, again, another great question. One thing we like to do in financial is we like to be really specific. Um, I know you've read "Think and Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill. I'm going to quote another line here. Jake, yeah. forgive me. No, do <laughs> it. Has, he has a whole chapter in that book, and this book is over 100 years old now. This, he has a whole chapter about the power of being specific. It's very easy in life to be generic and give broad strokes, but you know we need to be specific. Specific information is better than generic information. And so in financial, we're very specific. And so we specifically address exactly what you're asking. You know, this sounds great, Chris. Okay, we need a side hustle. I get it. But you know, how do we actually, how does it actually affect our bottom line? Well, let me tell you, one of the things that we teach is as of immediate effect, we want you to start thinking about 20% of everything you make, whether it's from a, your job, whether it's from a side hustle, whether it's from birthday money, whether it's from some, some inheritance you get, it doesn't matter. But 20% of everything, literally everything, you, you take off the top and you almost forget that you even got it. And what I mean by that is every dollar, every pound, every euro you get, you think of it as 80 cents or, or 80 pence. If you're, if you're on you know, let's say, or I don't know, let's say, say you make $10,000 a month. I mean, that's a, that's a big income to me, but let's just, for sake of illustration, you make $10,000 a month. Yep. Now start thinking you're only making 8,000 because as of immediate effect, 
we encourage our members to think 20% of everything you make, you're going to take straight off the top. You're not even going to think about it. You can't even think about spending it or anything. It comes straight off the top. And psychologically, you're now thinking, okay, actually, I only what I got was at 80% of that. Because that 20%, if you use it wisely and smartly, and we'll come on to how we do that, that's going to be worth more than everything else put together. Because that 20% every month, we encourage our members to invest. And we explain exactly what investing means the secret of the rich is that they've all become good savers they've all become good savers most people just live month to month it doesn't matter how much income you're getting you can still take some off every month to invest now you could argue 20 percent might be a bit too much i'd i'd argue well i agree with you maybe in some situations but even 10 percent. the point is we want to encourage our members to start thinking as in this case 20 percent you're going to take straight off the top. So imagine, let's use a specific example. Let's imagine we share with some children and teens how to sell some unwanted clothes, clothes that they've grown out of online using an online app, which, which hundreds of thousands of teens around the world are now doing. And let's say it generates you, I don't know, $200 a month in stuff in your house that you no longer want that you sell online. Beautiful. A bit like Facebook, a bit like Marketplace on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, let's imagine you get $200 a month and then 20% that is what $40 so therefore straight away you've got $200 from your business but you're taking off that 20% so you actually in your head you're thinking actually I only got $160 because yeah. that $40 I'm going to be investing and this is this is the difference to real financial independence that 40% so I don't think you can do it I've got a toddler screaming in the background here I don't know if you can hear it <laughs> me up here but uh, I think I think it is I think all is okay. She's agreeing with this whole 20% thing. Absolutely, yeah. She probably wants more. <laughs> um, so that 20% then, that is, this is where the fun starts. That is going to be invested and you're not even going to touch it. And we, we jump into where would you actually invest it? Now, I'm not going to get into too much detail right now, but kind of the broader strokes are, our investment, our 20%, we want to diversify so over time, we might be looking at property. We might be looking at the stock market. I know it's very high at the moment, but long-term, the stock market always performs. You know, if you average out the stock market over the last 100 years, it's increased 10% a year, which is incredible. Mm. Now, of course, the thing with children and teens is they have age on their side. And here's the thing. If a child or a teen started investing just a small amount and didn't touch it on average for about 22 years, which sounds quite a lot, I know, to a child or a teen, but to us adults, we know that actually isn't that long. That's going to be worth seven figures, obviously slightly depending on the amount that they put in. And I'm generalizing a little bit right now just for illustration. But on average, it will take about 22 years to make a million dollars. If you apply this strategy, if you take 20% of everything that you earn and you invest it somewhere, whether it's index funds, and we explain what they are, whether it's even maybe precious metals, maybe it's a stock market, maybe it's property, maybe we'll invest a small percentage of that 20%, maybe 5% into cryptocurrency, which is very volatile, but you could have a big win. So we are diversifying this 20% into various um, you know, assets that will accrue interest over time. Now that's, that's something that even an adult listening right now, if you started thinking like that at the end of every month, this is what I do, Jake, literally, and I'm not even exaggerating the end of every month. I look at my income for this month and I take 20, in fact, I take 40% off, but 20% of it goes into an investment thing. And I, I do it religiously. Even if it's been a tough month, it's like, no, 20%, it can't come straight off the top and goes into investment. So psychologically I'm thinking, well, there's only 80%, well, I say I do 60%. So there's only 60% to kind of in inverted commas live on. Yeah. 
most people don't have this saving system. And if we can instill this in our children and teens at a young age and make it, make it fun, make it enjoyable, and they can see over time this, this thing that they're investing in is actually accruing an interest. And of course, some might argue, well, what happens if there's a down market? What happens if there's a correction? What happens if there's a bear market? Look, that's going to happen. I'm not, yeah. That is going to happen. But the game here is the long play. This is what Warren Buffett talks about all the time. It is the long play. Markets, on average, three years out of every four will rise. One year in every four will fall. But long term, you will win. And that's the advantage, of course, that children and teens have. They can play the long game. So to answer your question, that's, that's one thing that we specifically teach to start thinking about 20% of everything that you make. And we make it fun. We make it into a game is going to be going into you. We call it your savings and investing jar. And then we explain, okay, this is going to grow over time. And um, yeah, that's essentially kind of one misconception that people have that they think that they can earn their way to wealth. That's not going to happen. You need to start saving and investing 20% of everything you make and invest that into a vehicle that maybe pays something like compounding interest we talk about what compounding is. In fact, Jake, compounding is an interesting subject matter. So this is Albert Einstein described compounding as the eighth wonder of the world. Warren Buffett in his book, The Snowball, in his autobiography, The Snowball, is asked, and I, I guess he gets asked this all the time, what's your number one piece of advice for investing? He's actually kind of got two. His number one, and well, they're both sort of number one, is he says, I spend time every day learning. So he says he's conscious that when he goes to bed at night, he likes to be smarter than when he woke up, which is great. I know that your one of your values is growth mindset as well. Uh, but related to that, he says the number one thing that I've learned is the power of compounding. And, and in financial, we say, look, if the richest guy or the smartest investor in the world and Einstein and many others have said this compounding thing has transformed their lives, we just might need to think, okay, I, I know it may even sound a bit of a dull word, but we just need to at least explore this because yeah. clearly they know something. Clearly they've been a success and clearly we are not at that level. So maybe we should investigate this and explore this. So we explain in financial, what is this compounding thing? And we make it fun and we give examples of what compounding is. And then it all begins to slightly crystallize a little bit more. If you're saving 20% every month and investing it somewhere in a vehicle that pays compounding interest, it suddenly after a few months begins to be like, huh, I'm beginning to sort of see the green shoots of growth here. And this is just after three or four months, even yeah. if we say we have a crash or a recession. And again, that will happen every 10 years or so. So really, that's what we teach. We're playing the long game. Uh, the, the secret of the rich is that they're all good savers and you can't earn your way to wealth. And that's just you know, a handful of things that we teach inside, inside the first module in, in the members area at Financial. I love it. I love it. There's, um, there's, a, there's a documentary on... Netflix, I'm, I'm sure that you will have seen it, Chris, but um, again, just recommend it for anybody listening, which is, um, it's about Warren Buffett and it's his... Oh, um, yeah. Sort of, so I, I say it's about his strategy, but it, it, it's, it's a 90-minute documentary or so, and you can never pack all of that information into 90 minutes, but that um, uh, uh, is, is an incredible watch for, for anybody that's listening as well. It's, um, Isn't it great as well? He's, uh, he plays the ukulele, doesn't he? Remember that yeah, little bit in the documentary about the ukulele? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his wife, doesn't his wife put the exact change in his like, in his like a coffee cup holder in his car every morning for his drive through McDonald's breakfast? He does. He goes to McDonald's every day. Um, oh. and he owns a big portion of that company, right? If, I, if I'm right. <laughs> um, but he's, but she, he's, he's, he's there with his, he's there, you know, coppering up. He's there with his dimes and, yeah. set and things. And so he's, you know, one of the wealthiest people on the planet, but he's still... I remember when you used to give me 
those copper coins every morning to go and get my breakfast. And <laughs> send me a no, no, I, I miss those days, Jake. I miss yeah. those days. I just, I just find that that incredible. It, it just, it comes across as very humble, and he, and he's 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 genuinely a very humble guy. Yeah. Um, and it's another great thing, I think, that the you know those kind of false belief patterns that people have. You know, wealthy people are greedy, and rich people are greedy. And oh gosh! And then you see well, you, like him, and it's just. Yeah, you've just nailed something there. I mean, that's a whole other conversation, which ironically sort of goes back to something you spoke about at the beginning of this podcast about mental health, but limiting beliefs. Yeah, you know, a lot of people do have limiting beliefs, and I certainly did have, and I think we all battle with it to an extent. You know, we've all got, we've all got, we've all got limiting beliefs. We all have issues of, you know, if you're making a video, we don't like how we look on video, and uh, we don't like how we look. We've all got stuff. Everybody's got stuff going on. And so the, there is often deep set belief system that I'm not actually worthy to be financially smart. So I, I get it, you know, but everybody is dealing with something. That's one thing I've learned in life. Everybody's going through stuff. So the kind of the, the decision really is, do we let these thoughts, are they responsible for, for not doing something or do we push through despite having these, these yeah. thoughts? That's really yeah. the question to ask ourselves. I think so. I think so. I, mean, I, I, I could literally ask it two different questions here and it would take the conversation in totally different directions. <laughs> um, we, we said, I mean, we said at the start, we were going to stay with financial, but I, I have to ask just one question because, okay. and then we'll come back to, and this is more personal for you, Chris, but right, buddy. We'll back to financial and such. Um, in terms of these limiting beliefs and things that hold you back. And, and I, I, I've been in this, this kind of space, if that's the right thing, the right phrase for only four years, a lot, a lot less than you have. And, and, Paul and other mentors and people that I work with, but clients that I work with my, and, and I, myself as well, I don't, this is for me, this is, I think for everybody, but clients that I work with as well, very often it, we, we see things that they don't see and it, it comes back to purely those limiting beliefs. And, and I think that's the advantage of having a coach and working with people because they see things in you that you don't necessarily see yourself, even though they, they are there. You've done a few different things over the past, certainly in the last couple of years, since we've known each other to, uh, I guess, help, not not remove because you can never really remove those those limiting beliefs maybe you can or negativity but you've done a few things in the past couple of years which i'm very intrigued about to to help you understand better about yourself maybe some of the limiting beliefs that have held you back and how you can then increase your own personal growth as well and of course the more you grow the more value that you can add to other people so would you mind just sharing maybe just two or three of the things that you've that you've been involved with over the past couple of years to help your own personal growth jake i mean i love this love this question also thank you gosh don't know where to start well one thing i do every day i think you and i might have spoken about this is i um i have a thing called a daily log and i track things that i do every day it sounds incredibly geeky and and uh, nerdy and it probably is but one of the things that i do every day and i make sure it's done every day and i track how many days in a row and i'm up to day 334 today so you know 330 and it's spending um a few minutes every day in some sort of personal development uh, i think it was jim rowan that said work harder on yourself than on your business it's absolutely true so I would encourage anybody just to spend a little bit of time. Don't say you haven't got time. No, everybody's busy. We're all busy. Even if it's getting up a few minutes early, spending a little bit of time, just some sort of self-development. What I, I, I'm obsessed with incremental growth, imperfect action. I'm, in set, I'm obsessed. I have this habit where every night when I go to bed, I think about it. In fact, I write it down. But I, I ask myself brutally, what have I learned today? How have I pushed my life forward today in one aspect, in a health way, in a financial way, in a spiritual way, in a contribution way, in a friendship way, in a family way? 
identify one specific thing. And if I can't, I've kind of really wasted the day. That's a really good level to ask yourself at the end of the day, brutally, honestly, look at yourself in the mirror. Say, what have I actually done today? No BS. Don't try and make myself, oh, I, I wrote that email or I read that blog post. It's not, no, really look at yourself in the whites of your eyes and say, what did I actually do that drove my life forward? And write it down. If you do that every day, that's man alive. That's a real leveler. Another thing that I've really learned, two other quick things, is that um, you get to a point in your life, and this will sound terrible, I'm almost hesitating saying it because I don't want any listeners to think this is so cliche, but it's so true. You get to a point in your life when you finally realise that all the struggles in your life are actually the biggest freaking gift you can imagine. And this is, I've only really started thinking like this in the last three or four years. I now embrace challenges. When a challenge comes my way, as they always will, I'm like, do you know what? Bring it on. Because I know there's an opportunity within this challenge for me to really grow. The only thing that makes us grow is pain. And therefore, the challenges coming away often cause us pain. But if we realize, you know what, this is temporary because it's going to push me to get better mentally, physically, spiritually, in whatever way to, to get past this. So when we understand, Ryan Holiday talks about this in his book, The Obstacle is the Way, perfectly. So if you haven't read The Obstacle is the Way, I'd, I'd recommend that. There's another book called The Daily Stoic about the same subject matter. Yes. But when we finally understand that the obstacles are, are a gift, and I'm not just trying to say pretty words to spin things, that is game-changing. You become bulletproof, and you become to the point where, as I say, you actually now you get excited when challenges come your way. I'm helping a friend of mine out at the moment going through exactly this. He's having a real tough time, and we're just trying to allow him to think, you are going to come out the other side. You need to take a macro view of your life. You need to zoom out. Steve Jobs said, you know, you can only join at the dot, uh, only join at, you can only look at your life when you join at the dots looking backwards. Yeah. We live our life forwards. But we can only really understand it when we look backwards. We think, oh, okay, that thing happened because it meant that that happened and introduced that person. So that's a big takeaway. And my yeah. third thing, and this might be very, this might be very um, controversial for me to say, Jake, is um, I went and did an ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah. And, uh, that's completely like, I mean, we could have a whole conversation about that. And this is essentially um, um, an indigenous, if you like, spiritual ceremony in Peru. That's, when I was in, that's what I was doing in Peru. And that was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Best thing I've ever done in my life was ayahuasca. Uh, and I'm, I don't mean relationship-wise best thing. So take relationships out, you know, partners and family. But yeah. apart from that, it's ayahuasca and, and my daily log tracking what I do every day, having daily habits that I commit to. And I know you have a daily log as well, Jake. I do, you? yeah, I do. And, and there's, a, there's a previous episode, I should, should have the numbers in front of me, so forgive me, I don't, but there's a previous episode uh, of the podcast where I talk about the, the eight questions that I ask myself at the end of each day. Wow, um, do you? I must hear that. Yeah, so I'll, 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 I'll pop a link in um, as well for, for people that are listening. I think it's episode number, I should, as I say, I should have known this or should have this ready. Let me guess. Um, Let's, let's say number out loud after three. <laughs> have a guess. Have a guess. Three. 18. Oh, not, no, nowhere near. Uh, 52. Oh, <laughs> that was my second um, guess. It's uh, Millionaire Habits, How to Ask Better Questions to Improve Your Results Exponentially and Have Maximum Impact. Well, let me um, ask you, on that note, is the one thing that if you don't do it every day, you feel slightly out of kilter, slightly kind of off sorts? If, is there something that you would miss if you don't do Apart from obviously speaking to me. Mm, yeah, yeah, that, that throws me way off. Um, aside, aside from that, is that um, I, don't, I don't necessarily know that there is for me. Um, there, are, there are little things that I dive into and dive out of and, and habits that I start and then I really know I should be continuing. I always, I always sleep better 
um, when I have had time at the end of the day just to go through those questions and just that's interesting that's a good take a few minutes out yeah just take a few minutes out mm. to write those things down but just just to add on to two things that i want to just follow on from that and then we are going to di- redirect to the financial but the first thing you're the second person in two days on on this podcast who has said ryan holiday um the obstacle is the way really uh, yeah so if anybody else <laughs> has listened to that previous episode and isn't yet reading that book definitely go and um take a listen to that the obstacle have you read it jake ryan holiday no, but what I'd said um, to, to, to Dove, who was on the um, uh, previously, uh, was that I was going to get that on Audible. So that's that's mm. my goal for this weekend is to get that on Audible and have a listen to oh, that. I'd love to, please uh, let me know what you think. And Ryan Holiday uh, reads the Audible version. It's always nice when the author reads their own version, I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, it's just extraordinary. I think people really I'll, enjoy it. I will take a listen. Thank you for that. And, that's, and it's, it's always nice when, and this is the thing, people in different areas, different specialisms, but they're recommending the same thing. They're coming up with the same ideas because the... the, the the, the, the blueprint, if you like, I don't really like that phrase, but the, the blueprint for success, you know, it seems to be there in, in so many mm. different areas. Um, the other thing I would just say, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go back into the, the financial, is the, that the idea of those challenges and those obstacles and those problems, if you like, things that have gone wrong being the biggest gift and the biggest learning. I have, and this comes from um, Dr. John D. Martini's, uh, and then obviously you've been through the breakthrough experience as well, Chris. But I asked myself the question, um, what what happened today that I perceive to be negative? And then what are five to 10 reasons why that specific thing actually helped me on my mission to become oh, a little great, bit? Just awareness to even ask that question. So the, the idea being that, because that, we, we're always going to have something negative that, that goes on, you know, issues, issues relationships, in, in, in families, in business, right? With clients. Absolutely. Yin and yang. And we should have. Life is yin and yang. Yeah. You know, everything, we, sh- we need that. So I agree with you. Of course. But I, I just really like the, the idea that if you, and, and this again is, is, is a very, very mini Martini method, the breakthrough experience. And, and again, for anybody that's listening, um, we'll hopefully have previously heard that episode. Uh, which has been out, but again, couldn't recommend the breakthrough experience more highly, but it's a mini version of that where there, there will be something that kind of, it sticks in your, in your throat at the end of the night, at the end of the day, it's like, God, that was a real nightmare that moment, or that, I shouldn't have said that, or this person spoke to me like this, or whatever it might be, and just trying to find, well, actually, what are all the benefits when that specific thing happened, and I, I, I find a lot of value in that at the end of the day as well to try and clear those things. Um, Do you know, you just remind, that reminds me of, a, 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 you might have heard the story, um, when Superman originally came out in the 1930s, the comic books, he was, uh, it was instantly popular, everybody loved it, but what interestingly happened over a few years, the comics became less and less popular. Did you know this, by the way? No. no. But they became less and less popular, and people were like, why, why? And they realised it was because uh, he was invincible. And, you know, a hero with no challenges is boring. That's not a hero at all if you've got no challenges. So that's why they invented kryptonite, to give yeah. him a challenge. And as soon as they invented, you know, the man of steel having challenges, popularity zoomed again. Yeah. So yeah. it's fascinating, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's not that we want to get rid of the challenges, because that's never going to happen. It's just that we want to have the skills to be able to contend and deal with them. Sure. Sure. I, I, yeah, I fully agree. Let's, 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 let's dive back in. This is, this is almost like a three parter, but let's dive back into the financial space, but, but, but not, not necessarily going into the depth that we did before, but more about the delivery because people, people, you know, sat at home, they've, they've got children, they've got teenagers, they've got nieces, nephews, grandchildren and such. 
the, this material, you know, educating children, teens to become financially free, do they have to be at a live event? To, to, you know, do they have to go there to, to access this kind of material? Do they have to um, be on a live training with you? What are the different forms that people can access this, 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 this support? And I kind of know this, I asked this knowing some of the answers, but I actually think that sure. you're probably going to paint a better picture than I possibly could. So how can people get hold of these types of materials and just start this learning process either for themselves or maybe as part of their family? Well, um, we, there's really two main channels. We have an online membership site and we have, have a book. And um, the, uh, both would work. We would recommend the online membership site more because all the content is, is animated. It's myself and Paul, who you've mentioned, we have a girl as well. We're teaching the content, although you don't see us because we're, from a marketing perspective, you know, we're very conscious that I'm going to be looked at as an old guy. And, uh, you know, when we're teaching children and teens, it's important in marketing, it's important that the message that you communicate is congruent to the, to who you are wanting to serve. So therefore all our content is animated. It's fun. It's short. It's, it's pacey. It's punchy. I think the longest duration of any video is two and a half minutes. So it's very kind of TikTok, Instagram esque. We know how people consume content these days. So, um, all the content is in within the members area and we have this thing called a leap model. And I know that you know this very well, uh, Jake, but leap is how we teach inside financial and leap stands for learn, earn, accelerate and play. And what happens is when somebody comes on board, they get straight away to the first module or the first leap. And there's many different leaps, many different modules, each of them having this L-E-A-P structure. So within each leap, the L stands for learn. So what that means is we will teach something about money in each leap. So an example could be, I don't know, how credit cards work, what, what interest is, how the banking system works, something to kind of pivot back to our earlier point. Yeah. But when a child or a teen goes to bed at night, they can think, huh, when I woke up this morning, I didn't know that. We want to kind of incremental growth again. So yeah. in the learn section, in every leap, we teach something about money. It could be, I think the first learning is all about compounding interest. Funny enough, we were talking about earlier and we give examples. So there's lots of stuff, you know, debit cards, banking system, how to balance your, your accounts, uh, cryptocurrency. We, we teach something so a child or teen can say, mom, did you know about this? Did you know about that? So they're learning something. Then we, we jump into the E, which is earn. And in the earn section, once we've taught something in the learn section, in the earn section, as the name suggests, we show how they can make, they being our members, children and teens, make some extra pocket money by setting up a business. And we literally will take a child or teen by the hand and we'll explain, right, here's a business that we're going to set up. And we pivot between leaps between an online and an offline. So we will share something like, the first uh, earn is all about e-commerce. You know, e-commerce affects everybody's life. We all buy stuff on Amazon. We all buy stuff online. But how about having an e-commerce business yourself and selling something, whether it's something you make, whether it's T-shirts, whether you've got an artistic side, or whether it's clothes, as we mentioned earlier, that you've grown out of at home, or whether you buy something from a local thrift store yeah. and you sell it through an e-commerce platform. There's plenty of e-commerce platforms, like we mentioned a thing called Depop earlier, which is really blowing up in popularity, or Macari, or even Marketplace on Facebook. But again our point is like we talked about earlier jake we're trying to light the entrepreneurial fire under our members to, to allow them just to start thinking slightly differently of something it all ties into what we spoke about earlier that you're not going to earn your way to income you need to have a side hustle and imagine being 14 or 15 and exploring having an e-com business you still get you're still doing school of course you might go and get a job but you've still got this thing on the side now so you've now got you know two streams of income yeah. so in earn 
in Elite section, we show how to make money. And it's very specific. You know, it's, again, specific information, as Napoleon Hill says. It's literally do this, do that, go here. We have playbooks that they can download. So all that's in the E of Leap. And we're only halfway through the first Leap. Then we jump to the A of Leap, which stands for Accelerate. And Accelerate is all about, once we have a little bit of income coming in, Accelerate is really about growing and scaling. How do we grow and scale our money? And we do that through saving and investing. Simple savings, simple investings. And again, we briefly spoke about this 20% thing earlier. So we do encourage that 20% of everything, particularly if they have a business that they set up, is invested. We actually take it a little bit further as well. We also, well, I'll, I'll explain. We, let's zoom out a little bit. We encourage, imagine you make a dollar. We encourage that 50% of it you can spend. Straight off the top, doesn't matter what you want to spend it on. If you want to go to the mall with your friends, you want to buy some hair gel, a burrito, some iTunes songs, cinema tickets, doesn't matter. 50% of everything you make, you spend. Great. 20% of it you invest. We spoke about that earlier. Another 20% of it you save for something particular. Now, it might be, for example, maybe your parents are struggling to save for, you know, a school trip you've got coming up. Maybe it's a bike, maybe it's a computer game that's, you know, $200 or something. So 20% of everything is specifically saved for something. Yes, you can spend that once you've saved enough. So 50% you can spend, 20% you invest that we spoke about earlier, 20% you save, and 10% you give. We talked about the importance of impact earlier. We encourage our members to identify something that really resonates with them. It might be a health issue or maybe even a disease that you or your family have personally been impacted by. It could be a charity, it could be homelessness, it could be animals, it could be children, it could be anything, but something that you really resonate with. We encourage you to give 10%. You know, that could sound quite a lot, but again, this comes back to not living in that scarcity mindset. So essentially out of every dollar that our children and teens make, 50% of it, half of it, they can spend on whatever they want, knock your socks off, great, go and spend it. 20% of it though you're going to invest, 20% of it you're going to save, 10% you're going to give. That makes up the 100%. And this is kind of the overriding thing that we teach in the accelerate section in the LEAP model. Yeah. And that finally brings us on to the P of LEAP, which is play. And play is more about how can you really impact others? We talked about this briefly earlier, but how can you genuinely do it without just wanting to say it because it sounds nice? What can you actually do? How can you become a slightly better person? It's all about creating good habits and goal setting and, and learning and growth and identifying a charity or identifying a cause that you'd like to contribute to. So that's really, Jake, how we, we teach the content within the members area, L-E-A-P. We learn something every module. We then teach how to earn. We then show how to grow or scale the money in the A, which is accelerate, and the P is play, all about impacting others and giving back. Perfect, perfect. And, and, and I think it's such a, it's just, it's just such a great and natural flow from the education side into the practicality of going away and doing it. And then as the money's coming in, as we talked about before, that knowledge and that ability to then look at how do I manage it? How, what goes where? Getting into those good habits from such an early age about, yeah. um, yes, yes, spending a portion, having a portion to spend, but to invest, to save, and then to, to give away as well. Um, I, just, I just think, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> So for, for people that are, that are listed and they're interested, I'm going to dive across shortly and go through some quick fire questions with you. But, but okay. just before we do that, are there any specific places, um, websites, where for somebody who wants to learn more about financial, uh, financial freedom, should they go? 
Well, we have a book, which we haven't even really spoken about, called Rethink Money for Children and Teens. And if any listeners of, of uh, Influence would like to grab a free copy, a uh, digital free copy, if you go to getfunbook.com, as it sounds, then we would be thrilled to email it to you instantly. And, you know, it's, just, it's not like a, a small little 20-page ebook. I think it's like a 300, it's the size of the book. It's like 300 pages. And it breaks down this leap model and it shares businesses that your children and teens can um, start from home and it explains the whole mantra behind money um, so that would be a great great next thing for any listeners of influence to do if you go to get fun book all as it sounds.com download your free digital copy and uh, we'd be thrilled to know what you think of it perfect i will i will pop a link in the show notes to that get and i'll pop a link in the show notes to that as well thank you chris thanks jake thanks uh, for allowing me to mention the link no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, it, I mean, and the thing I've, I've read it, I've given it to a lot of people. I've gifted it to people um, as, as well. And um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I love it. I, and it, the, again, practical things that you can get started with straight away. So it's a, it'd be a great gift um, for, for somebody uh, who wants to pick that up. And the book is, if I can just add, the book is specifically written for children and teens. So it's not like, there's a lot of finance books that teach this, are really written for the adults to, to essentially pass information on to their teens. Even, and you probably noticed this, Jake, even the aesthetics of the book, you know, every sentence or is on its own, uh, its own line. Yep. There's not like big blocks of text. It's very easy on the eye to read. Yep. And stuff like yep. that makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. So uh, it's, it's quite, you know, it's a, it's a fast read. I mean, it's 300 pages, but it's, it's not, you don't like when you open up a blog post, and you see a big block of text, all of our hearts fall thinking, Oh, I can't read that. We all think. That. <laughs> so it's, it's not written in that manner. It's very easy on the eye to zip along and every, literally every sentence is on its own line. So it's like yeah. just the nice feeling of white space. So it's, 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 it's fun to read. Yeah, I agree. I do. I agree. Um, Chris, let's, let's move on. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm very conscious of your time, but there's a, there's a few questions that I just, I just have to ask. Um, so we're going to go into the, what I would call the quick fire questions. Now, they don't have to be quick fire answers. You can, you can, can expand on each of these. Um, but just a few things that, that are a bit more, a bit more broad. So we, we've, you probably already answered this question um, with the, the journaling and such, but I wonder if there's anything that's maybe a bit more unusual. In fact, I, there's something that comes, springs to mind when, when you shared your, your calendar with me as we were booking this session, but maybe we could talk oh, yes. about. The question is, do you have an unusual morning practice or daily practice that you that you do that kind of other people maybe think is a bit unusual or it's not common if you like but you have it as part of your routine every day i do and at the moment i mean lockdown's helped with this and this is friends of mine just think this is weird i'm i'm firstly i'm up at four o'clock every morning um often three thirty. now i know that's a bit weird i was actually inspired a little bit by mark Wahlberg, funny enough who does this as well I feel I get so much more done. Now, I understand there can be practicalities if you're working late and if there's kids and stuff. And all that. I, I get all that. But uh, yeah, so I get up at four o'clock every morning and um, I have this strict morning routine where I'll, um, it always sounds a bit kind of hippie-ish, but I have a gratitude journal. Yeah. And it, uh, Jake, it's the best thing ever. I make a coffee. It's dark outside. I put on some cool music on my AirPods and I just brain dump gratitude. And it's not like, I don't think about stuff. It's, it's literally whatever comes into your mind. You know, thank you that my hand works. I can write on this pen. Thank you that, that I've got some nice coffee to drink right now. Thank you that I'm enjoying these few moments of solitude. Don't filter it. it they, they can be absolutely ridiculous because appreciation appreciates. Yeah. And so that for me is such a beautiful field at the start of the day. So I'll do that. I also have a practical thing where I stretch every morning while I listen to about 10 minutes of a podcast. 
uh, that again, you know, flexibility is the new strength. I feel, you know, guys particularly, you know, we all wanted to be, I remember in my younger days wanted to be like, you've really, you know, muscular and stuff. Uh, but I do feel flexibility is actually the new strength. And I feel very I, flexible. I agree. I agree on that. I just, again, just a slight side note, but, um, I think people who know me know I'm a huge fan of, of Man United. And a few years ago, Ryan Giggs, one of their, um, one of their, what, one of their sort of legends, if you like, mm. started doing yoga, I believe it was. And, and in football, 15 years ago, the idea of somebody doing yoga was just like, exactly. what is this guy doing? But he ended up playing until he's 39, you know, which, which, which was and setting records all over the place. And now I, I fully agree. It's the kind of thing that people see. And, and to be able to use your body in, I mean, as you're getting older and older and older, but to look after in that way, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I fully agree. So I think looking at, no, not at all, my man. I love all, I, that's a great story. I didn't know that. Um, I also have these daily habits that I, I say out loud every day when I have a, I have a cold shower as well. So another a cold shower is one of these other things that I do, which is always a bit brutal. They say you get used to it. I still haven't got used to it, but anyway, I do it because it's good to push. It's good to push yourself. When I flick that switch, cause I start with a hot shower and then I'm like, okay. And then I hit it to cold. You get that, that split second where the cold hasn't kicked in, but you know, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I used, I used to do exactly the same. I've, I've got to be honest. I, after, I think I did 40 odd days in a row and I was thinking, this isn't getting any easier. And I, just, I don't think it does get any easier. No. I, no. That's the, I'm glad you said that. But uh, I, I don't think it does get any easier. I don't think I'm ever going to be like, oh, this is fine. Because it hurts every time. But yeah. it's, good to, it's good to do difficult stuff. That's really the lesson, isn't it? Mm. It's good to, as Jordan Peterson says, to pick up your burden and walk up that hill. You know, life is suffering, essentially. That's what the religious people have taught us since the dawn of time. Life is tough. Yeah. And uh, once we kind of appreciate that, ironically, it becomes slightly less tough. So I think that's why sometimes doing something difficult, like having a cold share. Because here's the thing. Jim Rohn said this. The things that are easy to do are also easy not to do. It's easy not to have a cold shower. It's easy for a listener right now of Influence Podcasting. Oh, I might try that. And then, uh, no, it's, I'm not going to do it. And it's like, uh, fine. But, you know, how you do something is how you do everything. If you're going to hit that thing in the shower to have a cold shower when you don't feel like it, yeah. it's not really about having a cold shower. It's about the fact that you've got the balls to do it and stick at it for 25 seconds yeah. because, again, you're doing difficult stuff. Now, that sets most people apart. So it's not really about the cold shower. It's about voluntarily you know, allowing yourself to be put in a situation of, if you like, suffering. Yeah. And if you do that, you become transcended because it loops back to what we said earlier. If you voluntarily put yourself in these situations, if you voluntarily embrace these struggles, you become bulletproof. You become healthier. You become a, a better um, partner, a better lover. You become uh, financially stronger in every aspect of life. Yeah. So I think voluntarily putting yourself in these situations make you stronger so if that's the only thing that comes out of having a cold shower then i think that's a great thing to come out of so okay. yeah that's another thing i do every morning the stretching gratitude cold shower and um i also one thing i do is i always the night before i always know exactly what i'm doing the next morning in terms of business and work because yeah. i find that you're sub, i'm quite interested in the subconscious brain when you're sleeping at night you know it's kind of percolating your next day and it's mm -hmm. quite nice to wake up and think huh I know what I'm, I know what I'm doing. I also wear the same thing. You've probably noticed. I literally wear the same t-shirt, not the same t-shirt. I've got like 10 <laughs> blue t-shirts, but I pretty much wear the same thing all the time as well. You know, you know, I, I lived with a guy in London a few years ago and, um, he, <laughs> he, uh, I, I just, I, I can't remember how long I've been there, but I, I hung, hung, hung my, I've been there for a few months and, um, I had all my washing drying outside or whatever. And he said, Jake, do you own anything that isn't black? And, 
and I just looked and I was like, no, I don't think I do. And 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 I, I, black t-shirt, dark blue, very dark blue t-shirt. And you know, I I just, it, I, I don't know. Maybe it is dull. Maybe it's boring. I just find it, it it it's easy to do. I don't have to sit there thinking about what am I going to do because that for me it's not high in my priorities. For other people, it's very important, and I get that. But for me, it's not. It's just let's let's do something that looks good enough, smart enough ready to go out and, and talk and present and, and get on with things that I, 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 I totally get it. I mean, I'm even at the point now when I buy a new article of clothing, another article of clothing I currently have has to go. I'm like kind of minimalist. I'm like one in one out. And I really am ruthless about that. Like I bought a new jacket the other day and it's like, I've got to get rid of one of these old jackets. It's like, it's nice, but I haven't worn it for two years. Yeah. And the worst thing you can do in that situation, by the way, is try the jacket on you're thinking of throwing out. Cause then you think, Oh, actually I quite like it. Quite, no, yeah, yeah. don't do that. Don't try it on. Cause you will keep it. Otherwise. Useless. So true. Um, who next, next? Next question in, the, in these kind of quick fire. Um, they're not quick fire at all. You can see. But <laughs> in terms of what, what would be quick fire um, for you, uh, Chris? Who, close or distant, has been the most influential person in your growth or direction? I would say Jordan Peterson for me. Yeah, I think he's um, just great. Beautiful grasp of language. I think he's a good person. And um, yeah, Jordan, if anybody's listening is unaware of Jordan Peterson, I would just Google him. And I think he's, I think he's nailed everything. Everything I hear of when I felt, you know, we've all battled with depression and stress and anxiety at times. I certainly have. We all have. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's part of being human. Uh, but when you're feeling a little bit in a low ebb, um, I found that he has really, really helped in the past. So yeah, Jordan Peterson, without a shadow of a doubt, is who I'd say. That's great. I, I, I had a feeling from observing you at a distance um, that, that you might say that. So I'm glad that you did. Did you? That's you really know. interesting, Jake. What made you think that out of interest? I just, it, he, he's, he's, his is a name that often comes up when we have, when we have conversations. Um, yeah. I think I'm probably the same. You're probably tired, sick to death of, of hearing me talk about Demartini and, and so. Well, I was, I was and actually I, about to say, who would yours be? I wonder whether it would be Demartini. For me, for me that's, yeah, that's a, a good question. Uh, I see what you're doing here again. Um, for me, for me, it's it. You know, it's a lot of. I can never really point, pick, pick it, point it down or bring it down to one person. In a business sense, the person who um, I've I've followed, it followed, if you like, very closely for the last four years has been Paul. Um, and having met him, the moment that I met him in Fiji, trans like transformed everything and he's he's been he's opened up things not just in business but in connections with people it, like opening different areas of life we talked about the areas of life before and those kind of conversations introducing me to people in totally different areas um which has been been incredible um but the other one and, and again i realize it's quite cliche but it's definitely parents in in both of them in totally different ways i mean completely they couldn't be they couldn't be more different anyway right um they're not they're not together anymore so they won't mind me saying that but uh they couldn't be more different but parents i think as well um in 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 very different ways so yeah i think those those combination of those three certainly today if you asked me 10 years ago it'd be different if you asked me 10 years time it'd probably be different as well but yeah um yeah nice and jordan peterson i I fully agree with i would you know I've, i've taken time to listen to a lot of his stuff and watch his videos and i find great comfort as well in um if you like at low times watching his stuff, Di Martini, um, Stephen Covey, uh, those types of people as well. Yeah. Um, 
Is there a, or if, if you had the opportunity, this is the, the penultimate uh, question, Chris, which is the, the second to last one. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the definition. <laughs> I'm only winding you up. Um, I know you are, I know. Uh, if, if you could get one message, one quote, one phrase, one saying, one piece of knowledge and impart that to, 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 to people across the world, I guess, what would it be? Gosh. I mean, I, as I mentioned, I do this personal development every day and I've, I've, I love the fact that I do that. But I think the overriding sort of commonality, if you like, would be, and again, forgive me, uh, listeners of influence, if it sounds a little bit cheesy, I don't mean it to be, but it is if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I think that's the overriding thing that served me very well in life, particularly in the challenging times that we all have in life. If you kind of view it through a slightly different lens, you know, if you ask yourself, okay, what is, is there an opportunity in here? What is this trying to tell me? This setback, this challenge, this hurdle, this obstacle that's now come away that's a pain in the ass. Rather than thinking of it as, oh God, I'm stressed out now. This is tough. You know, financially I'm in a spot in this relationship thing. You know, ask yourself, okay, what is the gift in here? What is the opportunity to grow? Where, where can I learn? So again, it does sound corny and I always hesitate saying it, but the only reason corny things sound corny is because they're based in truth. And it would be if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I come back to, again, previous episodes where I've spoken with people and it come, it, that, that idea of asking better questions coming mm. and how can, I, how can I ask better questions? Because if I ask better questions, then it, it, it's prompting me, it's almost forcing me to give a, a better quality answer um, to, to that problem or challenge. Um, brilliant. Uh, Chris, last one. Um, I ask this to everybody that comes on the podcast and I would love to know your your thoughts on this as well what- i'd love to jake thank you tuesday eight <laughs> oh you weren't oh this we'll is do it now, that's all right um <laughs> it was a date this is so yeah, embarrassing i totally misread the sign sorry <laughs> sorry so sorry. so awkward that's that's me that's me um the the word the podcast is called influence what does yes. the word, what does the word influence mean to you I would say the word influence, and I haven't even really thought this through, would be the ability to motivate love. Does that sound a bit hokey? But I do think that is the number one power. Can you further that a bit more? I would say it's the ability to... It's the ability to allow people to present their best self to you. The ability to kind of communicate with somebody and just from how you are, your demeanor, your manner, your questioning, your tonality, your language, your physicality even, to allow that person that you're speaking to to present their best self, that they that something about you allows them to sort of present their best self. Is. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is the number one ability is the ability to motivate, motivate love. Again, forgive me, a bit cliche, but that's what cliches are because they're based in truth. That's great. Thank you, Chris. Uh, that's a wonderful place, I think, to leave it for now. Um, I've got a feeling, I mean, I don't know, but I didn't enjoy this at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the words, yeah, wading through treacle and it was an uphill struggle. <laughs> I was looking at my phone. How much longer? Uh, no, uh, can I just, you know, without being sycophantic to you, you, um, you mentioned about the questions, but there's not that many people that can ask good questions and, and, and listen as well. And I've always struggled actually, funnily enough, 
talking about myself I'm always more comfortable being the one that asks questions so I really appreciate every question you asked was open and engaging and and fascinating not your standard just you know tell me about this so um, I love what you're doing Jake and um, I really hope this grows and grows and I appreciate you inviting me on as a guest and thank you to all the listeners of Influence for for listening to this Brit or two Brits <laughs> Well, thank you, Chris. I, I, I appreciate that as well. I, I genuinely appreciate you taking the time um, to, to, to come on. And I've, I've got a feeling I'd like to think that, w- that we'll do this again. There may be a part two. Um, nah. I, I don't know if there'll be a demand for it, but there might nah. be a part two. <laughs> I'd love to. Let me know I'm there. Yeah. And, and, and I've, I've got a feeling, I've said this with a, with a couple of people that have been on, but I've, I'd be very confident we could, we could sit for another hour and have a chat and about the totally different topics and we wouldn't even overlap with anything that's been discussed today. So I'm completely down for that, my man. Let um, me know where I'm there. Let's definitely do that. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, and, and just, just to reiterate one more time, we, I mean, we've skipped across a number of topics, uh, which has been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been easy to do, but of course, one of the, the, your biggest mission, your biggest drive at the moment and the big focus where you really want to leave a lasting impact with people is with financial freedom. So, just, just one more time for, for, for people to, to learn more about that and get access to that. And just, just understand more about what you're, what you're doing. Where is the best place for them to maybe learn about that, but then perhaps also maybe connect with you? Thank you, Jake. Uh, well, it would be Get Fun Book, again, as we mentioned earlier. Perfect place to go. Get the book. I think there's even a contact link in there as well. But Get Fun Book would be perfect. And, um, yeah, it's a perfect place to go. So thanks. Thank you again for letting me mention that, that, uh, that link. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Um, I'm greatly appreciative of your time and joining us today and your, your insights and your wisdom. Um, thank you to everybody that's been listening. I do hope this, this has been useful. I hope it's been entertaining. Um, and uh, maybe we can do this again in the, in the very near future. Chris, thank you again. Thank um, you, my man. Great speaking with you, JD. Thank you. And for everybody listening, take care, and I will speak to you all in the very next episode. Goodbye. Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.